gals and pals. Yeah. Yep, that's me. <laughs> hey, everybody. I know we're just a little bit late, but you know what? We don't want to hear it, okay? Honestly, you'll understand once we talk about some things. True. But don't blame us. Summer just started. Like, I'm trying to trying to live we're trying to explore a hot girl summer you know mm-hmm. um hey guys so we are back with episode eight which is kind of amazing but before we jump into other things we want to talk about some housekeeping thank you so much for being so kind about our like two-part episode we had last time of me and angela it was all about us I don't know about you, but, like, I got some really sweet text messages from people that were like, hey, thanks for talking about this. Or, hey, I like this part. It really made me feel nice to know that we were vulnerable and it wasn't just, like, it didn't disappear into the universe. You know what I mean? Yeah, I also got some and it was just, it's nice when you talk about heavy stuff and people kind of just acknowledge that that's, like, something that they might not have known about you and they take it with like kindness instead of the other way around exactly and also low-key those episodes kind of became like my comfort episodes whenever I would have to drive to my boyfriend's house like I would put on your episode and just listen because your voice is comforting to me and I would just listen to it even though I knew what it was about I knew every word you said but it was just it's like a hug I loved it so are you trying to tell me that I should be, like, on Audible or something? Like, let me narrate someone's book. I don't know how much money I would pay. It would be ridiculous to hear you do audiobooks. I would love that. Are you kidding me? I don't even know if I could do that because literally reading the backs of, like, guys, I went on a book haul today, got a lot of books, and I was reading them to Dragana to, you know, entice her fantasy her her interest in these books and um I found out that I'm illiterate (laughs) and I cannot read you did a good job like you stopped over one word and suddenly you're like man I don't know how to read (laughs) English (laughs) what is English anyway um some quick housekeeping for our gals and pals that listen every month we know when we began the one episode a month thing was always kind of confusing or like inconvenient we know but (laughs) with that said we want to announce that we're gonna be going on a little summer hiatus it does not mean that we're ending the pot can we please reassure you we're not hold your horses ladies and you know what i mean G-I-E-I-O. I said G-I-E-I-O. <laughs> We're already not doing the best. <laughs> Long story short, we keep getting busier and busier. Like both of us are getting busier and busier, especially as the summer is approaching. Um, we decided together to go on a little hiatus for the summer enjoy what we can enjoy with our families our friends our loved ones work for angela god bless her everyone please pray for angela this summer she's gonna be working her ass off i am y'all healthcare hero 
You're my healthcare hero and my hero in general. They're gonna stop. <laughs> anyway, ugh. D- disgusting. Disgusting. Anyways, <laughs> we thank you all. <laughs> we thank you all for listening through all the eight episodes, you know, by now. And we thank you for your love and support, but don't worry. We'll be back. We just wanted to have a hot girl summer and take a break. Take a break. And get away. <laughs> Run away with us for the summer. Let's go upstate. <laughs> if you don't know that reference, we still love you. But if you do, marry us. Like, you get it. Angelica. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is just our really casual way of saying we're taking a little break. And we're going to focus on real life for a little bit. And I know you're probably thinking, y'all, you literally post once a month. What the fuck are you doing that you can't post once a month? And we get that. But this is actually harder than you think it is. I feel like because we're so cool or whatever, we make it look easy. It looks so easy. But we don't. But it's a little bit hard, especially when we're both doing so many separate things that like, and this is not an exaggeration. We barely FaceTime anymore. Like we're so busy that we barely talk as friends. So it's hard to like also record. So we hope you understand. We're still going to be posting on Instagram. So we're not going to be like ghosting you or anything. We're not those kinds of guys. We're nice guys. Nice guys finish last. That's why I treat you like trash. Wait, how do I know that? It's from was it Ryan Higa on YouTube? Oh my god, I had such a huge crush on him. Me too, girl. Oh my god. Does that like say something about our huge love for K pop now? It just started with Ryan Higa. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot all about him. I hope he's doing well. Shout out to Ryan Higa. Me too. Um, but anyway, kind of a solid transition to what our topic is today. Uh, if any of you saw the title of this episode and you don't know what it is, we're going to break it down because if you don't know that lingo, it just looks like the most random consonants and vowels. Like, what the fuck is this? Um, Angela, can you please tell the kids what YN's POV means? Um, as stated... In Google's dictionary, <laughs> YN's POV means your slash name point of view. Yeah. So uh, if you are perhaps someone that dabbles in fan fiction, because we're not, <laughs> we've never done that ever once in our lives. No, I've never written fan fiction and posted it on Wattpad. No, why would you say that? What? No, literally never. Um, Let's just go back to basics. Okay, I'm going to assume that you lovely person listening have no idea what we're talking about at all. Fan fiction is like a written story by a fan about someone famous. So a really big genre for the longest time was like One Direction fan fiction. I feel like that was everywhere. Even if you weren't like a fan of them, you were exposed to their fan fiction. Uh, let me tell you guys, there are some juicy fan fictions. Everybody has been exposed because a Harry Styles fan fiction, God bless Harry, became a movie on Netflix called After. 
And when I tell you that movie looked nothing like the fan fiction, it was nothing like it, but whatever. <laughs> it did not do it justice. But that was a really good fan fiction. Another really popular fan fiction, like Fifty Shades of Grey is a Twilight fan fiction that turned into a movie franchise. What? You know what? I literally did not know that. Yeah, if you actually go back and watch it, the first movie, the first Fifty Shades of Grey movie, there's a lot of moments that looks just like Twilight. The part like where he stopped the bike guy is like when Edward stopped the car. Remember that scene? So Christian Grey is Edward Cullen? Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I was team Jacob, homies. I was team Jacob. Anyway. Anyway. That's what fan fiction is. And because so the porn <laughs> basically like porn with the storyline yeah (laughs) here's the thing some fan fiction is really cute sweet like innocent and there are some that are like for hard fans that are a little bit more risque and you know a little bit a little bit saucy um what a proper way to put that term i really tried Uh, for all the kiddos listening it's a rated r yeah um but because some of us are mentally ill we want to see ourselves in the books or in the stories rather that we're reading so instead of having characters with like random names a lot of authors will put y slash n stands for your name within the book so that if you're let's say hypothetically you're reading a book like a story about harry styles you can fill in the blanks with your name so it's like actually about you and his love story. It's a vibe and I'm here for it. I don't care. Okay. Me too, but I don't know why. I can never get into the habit of like in my head like reading and like saying my name. So like I would always just read like Harry and YN went to the store. And not like Harry and Angela went to the store. Honestly, same. Honestly, same. And it would kind of like, for anybody listening, this is funny to talk about. But like when you get to the saucy, risky, pornographic (laughs) fan fiction where it's like Harry did blank to YN. And it's just like when you read that out loud, you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Obviously, POV central point of view. That's, I think, a pretty common thing. So... It's very common when you're reading stories, like each chapter might have a different POV from a different uh, character. And the, the saucy ones are always YNs because you're, you're getting all the juicy stuff happening. Um, that's why we had called it that. I know, we're smart ladies. Like, <laughs> But the fandom, like the fan culture, like one, it's different for like so many different things like obviously there's men and there's sports and not to say that every man is like oh sports <laughs> and not that every teen girl is like oh fan fictions but it's kind of like that world and like we've all had a little little bit of that come into our own lives oh yeah what do you remember the first time you were like in fan culture like when's the first time you realized oh this is a community that i'm a part of now um i'm gonna take it back to like 
what I think is like the OG fan universe was like when you were on Stan Twitter. Like I made a Stan Twitter that was like, first of all, I had a Stan Twitter name that was like One Direction and O2L combined. And if you don't know what O2L is, like, I don't know what to say. It's a YouTube group with a bunch of YouTubers. They were famous at one point. I love them. And I combined them too. And like, when, I don't know, that time in my life, like whoever followed me from my school who would see these tweets, like one, I'm sure I got hella shit talked about me. Like, I used to like really vividly tweet whatever came into my head about One Direction. The thing I love about Stan Twitter is... Because most, if not all, of the accounts are kind of, like you're anonymous, basically. Like you really can say whatever you want. And I love the creativity. Like I'll never forget someone like posted, I want Harry to like shove his big toe in my ear. And I was like, okay, that's fair. No, that was like the stuff that I was tweeting. And then like, especially for One Direction, I don't know what it's like for like other like bands or like you know like k-pop for example but like for one direction specifically since i was like that was like my first intro into the fan life like i would i don't know if any of you guys remember or if this is even still a thing but like twitter jail where i would tweet like so much on a consistent basis like in a day like if i like one of the members would randomly be on And he would reply to someone's tweet and then you would just like spam the hell out of them and hope that like one of your tweets, like this bleak hope that you're going to be like, oh, he's going to see my tweet and like it or like he's going to follow me today. I used to like tweet like I would just copy the same tweet and it would be like post like one out of 277, (laughs) two out of 227 like that on. And then like you get put in Twitter jail where Twitter would be like, yeah, you can't post no more today, homie literally they were like you there's Nile Horn 500 times we we can't do this again that was twitter being like you are annoying as fuck <laughs> the thing about fan culture though like with social media is that every platform that we've been exposed to had its it's they were for specific things like there were very specific vibes for every platform where like what i would consider the like ogs of our generation stan culture is like twitter and tumblr like twitter is where you went to get all the newest information that's where you would find out anything about everything right true true but then tumblr is like where you would find like specific media like if you needed to find a photo or a video that you can't find anywhere you will find it on tumblr dude that's so true literally twitter like Somebody would tweet, like, Niall Horns crossing the street at this and this location. And, like, I'm sure, like, wherever you were, like, there's a swarm of ladies, like, okay, let's follow. (laughs) And then, like, Tumblr was for all the good photos and the good, like, fan fiction. I won't, I will not lie. No. I feel like Twitter was pretty wild. And I thought there was a lot lot of toxicity on Twitter as well. Like, Tumblr was the Wild West like tumblr you never knew what you were gonna find like one day you might go on there and find the cutest little photo and the next day you go on there and find the dirtiest 
fan fiction smut you've ever read in your life. Like, you have to go wash your eyes out with holy water. You couldn't believe that you just read that. True. And you're, like, 12 reading this <laughs> thing. Like, I remember I was, like, started at 12. And then, like, every year I'd get older. And it's just the things I've read. And it's it's so... <laughs> It makes me laugh thinking about it now. Because, like, imagine this. Like, a 14-year-old Angela in Rockford, Illinois, reading a fan fiction about Niall Horn, a man who doesn't give a absolute crap about her. And he's, like, a gang member. He was literally a mafia leader. And the story was that I was, like, some prostitute... Like, ended up coming to his, like, bar and got, like, what I now know is the word trafficked into his, like, gang. And, like, he fell in love with her. He never fell in love with anybody else, but he fell in love with her. He chose her. And that is the shit that what I would be like, oh, my God, this is, this is a classic I don't know what it is, but there are very certain tropes in fan fictions that, like, you see them all the time. And this is what, if you think of any more, let me know. Number one, Mafia Boss. For some reason, like, in what world, in what world is Niall Horan my boss? In my world. (laughs) Second, a cold boss. Like, a, in general. A, but always cold. They always use that same word. A cold boss. I'm like... Or, like, a cold boyfriend. Like, somebody who treats you like... Like, literally, women... Not women. Little teenage girls were writing stories about how we, like, fantasized about these famous people treating us like shit like it'd be like your cold boyfriend like forgets that it's your birthday and doesn't talk to you and then you'd be like literally and this kind of brings me to now like instagram has slowly become a hub for fan like small fan fictions and these things called one shots which are basically like just a couple of slides on instagram the story is all there. There's no continuation or like part one, part two, whatever. It's just there. It's so popular, but it's so obviously written by like 13 year olds. And Angela and I during like when COVID first started, her and I, I don't want to say the word indulged because we weren't indulged, <laughs> but we would spend time like almost challenging each other to find the more cringy fan fiction. Some of those titles, you guys, I can't even explain to you. It wasn't like it was like, <laughs> it wasn't like it was like, oh, um, YN is proposed to by Harry Styles. No, it was like, Harry is constipated and asks you for toilet paper, a one shot. Not me laughing. And okay, listen, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Did we indulge in some K-pop ones? Yes. I'm not even going to lie. Some of them are saved in my archive. Judge me. I don't give up. But, yeah, they'd literally be like stray kids. Like, you tell stray kids that you're constipated and they respond to you. And it'd be like, it would be like, 
chung bean i'm constipated and he'd be like drink water work out eat fiber and you'd be like thanks babe i will never forget the night that we found that one it was like three in the fucking morning on a weekday and angela and i are on facetime and we're going back and forth making each other laugh because it literally looks like i I don't want to shit on these kids they edit it in a way where it looks like a legitimate text conversation they do an excellent job but like the wording is so silly where it'll be like if we're going on with the you know k-pop theme felix i'm constipated did you drink enough water today I heard that this vitamin and this vitamin works for you. I love you, babe. XOXO. See you after the concert. Eat your medicines. <laughs> yeah, that is it. Eat your medicine. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. <laughs> and then it's just like, sometimes I wonder if like these famous people, like, I always think about like, if I was famous, would I like read fan fiction that people made about me? And I definitely would. Not even, that's like, no hands down. Like, I would definitely read it but I'm like do these like men read these things on their own and like what do they think because like this is embarrassing there is no way they don't know these exist like they're so prevalent in the community there's no idea that they have no idea that they're around I think even k-pop people know absolutely there's no way they don't interesting maybe ones that speak English because most fan fictions if not all are in English but I would also read anything about me out of curiosity. Also, this is my challenge. Anybody listening, if you got five minutes, write a fan fiction about me and Angela. We want to read it. Please DM us. I will read it and pay you for it. <laughs> I want to read a Angela Duggan a fanfic. You know, it's going to be good. Um, <laughs> my nosy ass, like if I was like in K-pop and someone was writing a fan fiction in English, maybe if any of you... Uh, famous k-poppers are watching <laughs> <laughs> i wish but um i would literally write like copy and paste like what was written in that fan fiction and google translate and like read it have that read to me in korean same same um the new frontier i would say of fan culture is tiktok in ge- I mean, tiktok in general has like really popped off in the last year or two and they're like tiktok is i don't you're not gonna find like fanfics on tiktok you're not gonna find like news necessarily but you will find the most like elegantly edited thirst traps you've ever seen in your life i get i don't know how these people edit it they're very very talented like it looks so professionally done but they'll like they'll make you thirst so much like you could have just drank a gallon of water and suddenly you're gonna be parched you know yeah i'm not gonna lie the, the tiktok thirst traps like they're really good y'all i'll never forget when i first got angela into k-pop i would send her a bunch of thirst traps and then she would tell me she saved each and every one on her phone she i said think, like i think i have like 30 plus videos of a specific number of stray kids on my phone like chung being like I got 30 of those for him. Even more. I think the last time I counted it was 30. And there's been more added since then. So, Out of all of the platforms we've been fans through. That wasn't good English. We know what I mean, right? 
Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> Which one do you prefer? Like, where do you feel like you kind of thrive as a fan? That's hard because, like, back in the day, like, nobody... TikTok was not alive. Right. So, like, I really liked... I, like, spent a majority of my time on Twitter, but I didn't like Twitter because, like, there's always wars between, like, different fandom groups. Like, everybody would always hate on One Directioners because they... One Directioners. Directioners is what we're called. (laughs) And everybody would think that we were crazy and like everything that they did was crazy. So like everybody was always shitting on the one direction fans. So like Twitter was pretty toxic, but like if you had TikTok back in the day, like when I was really thirsting, but even though I'm still really thirsting, <laughs> I would say TikTok just cause like those like thirst traps <laughs> one, they get you if, and you know what I mean? Like they make in your little pickle tickle, you know? <laughs> But also, there's some, like, romantic ones where it'll be, like, Chungin takes you on a date in downtown Chicago. And they, like, edit it. And, like, it's, like, all these pictures. And you're, like, holy shit, I just went on a date. <laughs> I, this might be kind of weird, but I think I would choose Instagram and Tumblr. Because Instagram, I don't know if it's just, the Instagram al- algorithm is fantastic. Like, I'm always, as soon as I push the discover button, I am updated on all the most current things with whatever fandom I'm a part of. And I know what's going on. I'm not out of the loop. Like, I feel good. Tumblr fan fiction, y'all. I know that I'm going to be a 26-year-old woman this year. I know that. I will, I don't think I'll ever delete Tumblr solely because of one specific 17 fan fiction that I I think did you find it originally? I don't remember. It's been a while. One of us found it because Angela this might sound weird out loud but for, we like to read fan fiction to each other. Um, Not in like a sexual way but in like very it's very entertaining, especially when you're reading it out loud. It makes it more, like, embarrassing? I don't know. But there's this one fan fiction, y'all. It is so good. My boyfriend read it. <laughs> because he was like, "What? Like, what is this that you're, like, so upset? Can you please, like, tell me and explain to me what this is? I'm like, you know what? He, like, asked the link because I was too embarrassed to explain to him what the situation was. He read the entire thing, both parts. Then he was like, oh. And I was like, yeah. He goes, okay. And that's pretty much that. That's a true man right there. We Shout out to Dusha. He was like, okay, girl, pop off, I guess. I was like, thank you. Please don't uh, judge me. He's like, no, I get it. (laughs) I was like, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. I really, you know what? I, I don't know. I like all of, everything but Twitter is where I thrive. You mentioned a really important part of being a fan, though. The fan wars are like ridiculous because some people will legitimately harass you online if you tweet maybe once. Like, oh, and I know we're talking a lot about One Direction in this episode. I, I just feel like for our generation, they were the first big wave of us a fan for for us of fan culture 
So like if I tweeted back in the day, like pre Harry Styles now, obviously he's like one of the most famous artists on the planet, stream Harry's house. Um, I was literally just about to say stream Harry's house. <laughs> um, like if I tweeted, I love Harry Styles or I love One Direction, someone that you've never heard of will co- like tweet you back. I hope you burn the fire <laughs> or like something really awful. Be like, yeah, um, One Direction sucks and they steal all their music from Justin Bieber. So like, Ugh. and then you'd be like, what the what the heck is this? What wasn't there some like somewhere between One Direction stands and like Five Seconds of Summer stands? I don't know because One Direction went on tour with what uh with Five Seconds of Summer. So I know I feel like we were always like friends I, it's wild like overall it's wild um but being veteran fangirls that we are we want to kind of go through characteristics of a fangirl the good the bad the ugly because and i think about this a lot especially at the age that i'm at it's very easy to be judged for being a fan of things and I ne- I personally never come from like a creepy place. Like I truly have no I can talk all I want. If I actually met the people I'm a fan of, I would I would lose my shit. I don't I, don't, I wouldn't be cool. Like if I kind of like when I saw Brittany Broski met Harry Styles, she handled herself so well. I think I would have shit myself. Legitimately shit myself. Same, like, I, I think, like, she did, like, a cute little screech, and I think, like, I actually would have had, like, a blood-curdling screech. <laughs> She's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> like, I would have broken glass. No, literally. But we kind of want to break down some characteristics of a fangirl. Better understand us, and maybe people in your life that are fans, like, don't shit on them. They're... There is a 99.999% chance that the reason someone in your life is a fangirl is because whatever they're a fan of has been there for them when nobody else was or helps them with their anxiety or depression or whatever else it might be. Like, there's reasons why we become so obsessed. And it's not because we legitimately want to stalk these people. It's because... They are our comfort people. Kind of like comfort YouTubers. That's very true. I think you bring up a really excellent point. Like, in both, like, fan eras, like, One Direction, like, your girly was going through it. But One Direction was, like, always there. I remember every concert I went to, like, I just felt so blessed and, like, so happy. And, like, that was always, like, the happiest day of my life. Like, I could, I literally, this may sound chaotic, but, like, after those concerts, like, I literally could happily say, like, Oh, like, if somebody shot me on the street right now, like, I would be okay. Like, I would have lived a good life. Yeah, it's... I know for me, I never really was a fangirl until K-pop came into my life. Like, I liked One Direction, but I never got deep into it. And I can honestly say for me, like, the reason I became a fangirl was because when I was in college, I was so stressed out and I was definitely pouring energy I didn't have into a lot of things by the time I came home I would just be really sad 
And then all of a sudden, I heard this one song, and I had no idea what it was, but it made me happy. And lo and behold, it was a K-pop song, and the rest is history. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, there would be times where I would be, like, scared, and I would put on, like, whoever I was, like, a fan of, and, like, I wouldn't be scared, like, anymore. It's so weird, like, so much, like, and still to these days, like, those are things where, like, I'm proud. Like, I I don't think, like, with One Direction or K-pop, like, I could love, like, another, like, just solo, except for Harry. But he is part of One Direction. But, um, like, solo artists, like, I'm just, like, these, like, groups of people, like, really influenced me. And, like, I can't imagine, like, pure happiness. <laughs> like, that. Like, that just pure, like, bliss of, like serotonin and dopamine i don't know if it's a formula that they're aware of but i think having multiple people in one group to stand it gives you more people to see bits of yourself in you know what i mean true 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 like i noticed i noticed a lot of groups that i like i can't say i like just one or that i relate to just one because i can see something about myself in every single one of them that's so true and i'm like i'm invested and i will I will support you till the day I die. I mean, not me, 23, about to be 24, purchasing, trying to purchase K-pop tickets that are way too expensive. Oh my God, 17 just announced their tour. They're going to be in Chicago in August. And I already know I can't afford to go, so I'm not gonna. But we're going to be in the same state as them. I ain't got no money. I ain't got no money. And speaking of that, one of the characteristics of being a fangirl is you not having shit in your bank account, but still trying to buy every single piece of merch, concert tickets, like a hashtag, like anything that you could buy that would support them. Like I would, even though I have like negative $2 in my bank account. Mm-hmm. And there's something so fun about seeing someone on the street with even if it's really obnoxious merch or like very low key merch and you just look at them and you're kind of like, oh, you like blah, blah, blah. I'll never, oh my God, I have an embarrassing story. I have two embarrassing stories for you today. Number one, last summer I was driving to my sister's house and as I was turning onto her street, I saw someone had a BTS shirt on and I rolled down my window to say like, Oh, who's your bias? It was an eight-year-old girl. And I would have looked like a creepy McCreeperson. So I rolled my window back up and I let that go. But for a second, I was excited to have a friend. But it was a literal baby child. So, But like still, who's her bias though? <laughs> I I really wanted to ask, but like she was really walking by herself. And I was kind of like, this is not going to look good for me if I ask. Was it John the Cook? <laughs> uh, the second embarrassing story is so Angela and I both really love this Viner turned YouTuber Sarah Baska. We've loved her for literally years and years and she has this one video that's like one of my comfort videos when I'm sad of her going on Omegle. So one day I was really bored. Angela wasn't available. Dushan wasn't available. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go on Omegle, but just the chat part, not the video part. 
and I'll put K-pop and like other things I stand in my interest and see what bites. And I would I would talk to the nicest people and you would bond, like legitimately bond. Then they'd be like, how old are you? And I'd be like, oh, I'm 25. And they were, so many of them legit would be like, oh my God, you're so old. <laughs> like they were calling me out. They're like, you're 25 and you're on Beagle talking about K-pop, you loser. I was like, yeah, I know. But damn, you don't got to say it like that. Damn, they're mean. I know. Literally one of them was so sweet. And she's like, you're 25. I'm like, wait, how old are you? And she goes, I'm 14. I was like, I'm over 10 years older than you. She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go. She's like, oh, it's okay. Like, you're very nice. And I'm glad there's like people your age that aren't creepy fans. Like, I'm glad that you're being nice to all of us. And I was like, you're welcome. But I still feel predatory. So goodbye. And that never went on again. I love that story. I wish I would have heard that before. I. Yeah. These girls were like, oh my God, what's your IG? Let me follow you. I was like, no, (laughs) no. (laughs) Anyway, I love that. I, sorry guys, I am taking a moment because that has just made me so happy. Being a fangirl comes with good moments and moments like that where you realize there aren't many communities online to be an open fangirl and not be like over 20 that's true like literally I would post like I would always like when I first started liking k-pop I was like no don't post on your don't post on your media like people are gonna judge you blah blah blah. and then the, the more and more I was like I don't really care like I started posting it and obviously like I'm in pharmacy school and like it's a graduate program so I'm like these people are gonna judge me and I posted something and literally in between classes sometimes people would be like yo so you like BTS you like straight kids you like 17 like who's your bias and I was like oh my god thank god um it felt nice to have people that understood what I was posting about exactly another fangirl characteristic is like crying immediately as soon as you hear their voice see their face remember that they exist in general and i again man i'm full of stories this episode so this one girl group twice was in the u.s for a tour recently and they didn't come to chicago which is a whole other thing whatever not that i could have gone anyway but i'm salty anyway about it um and I was like hanging out with my mom and I opened TikTok and all of my For You page was like just videos from their concert. And the first one I scrolled to, they started singing my favorite song of all time, Feel Special. And I started bawling. Like when I say bawling, like ugly, like ugh, like bad. I was like, are you okay? What's the matter? I'm like, they're singing Feel Special in America. I'm so proud of them. And mom was like, what are you like? What? I'm like, I'm just proud of them. Cause like first, like Mina had to go on a hiatus cause of her anxiety. And then, and then the jungle, then had, she had to leave for her anxiety. Like they're doing it together for the first time. And uh, mama literally just looked at me and she was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Dude. 
yeah. the amount of tears. Dude, if I had a bucket or like money for every time I cried for any fan dude I loved or woman I loved, I would be Bill Gates <laughs> or I would be Jeff Bezos rich. Like, bro, I remember I would hear Niall Horn sing any chord, whether it was on pitch or not. My knees instantly, <laughs> no muscles, no bone, no nothing, just fall. I would literally fall in the stands in, like, Allstate Arena or, like, the United Center. Like, in a freaking – where people sit for football games. Like, there's no room to just be collapsing, and I would collapse. And I would – every concert video was just, like, them singing and then me, like, <laughs> in the background, like, bawling my ass off. I remember – like one year for a One Direction concert like I got stage seats so like I was on the stage near the stage and like my section like decided to freaking run out and so I was like well I follow the crowd and we got like really close like next to the side of the stage and like I saw Niall Horn's facial features without zooming in on my camera and I just sat and hugged some random girl that I never knew ever in my life and we just cried (laughs) and then my mom that that whole trip was a a story I could get into but I didn't end up getting to like my pickup destination until like three in the morning and then my mom had to drive me and my friend an hour back home on a school night my mom wanted to kill me like I was I was on her list like she was ready to like murder her child because she's like, it's 4 a.m. and you went to see these dumb dudes who you're obsessed with. And I was just crying in the backseat like, girl, kill me. I do not care. I saw Niall Horan. I saw his cheekbones. Would you say you had no control? No control. That was my favorite song. Yes, I had no control. I knew that was going to be like a cheesy joke but I wanted to make it anyway so thank you for going with it <laughs> you're welcome I'll always go True. Um, something else that I notice about myself being a fangirl is that and I don't see this as an un- unhealthy thing but I do feel kind of protective of them and I like weed out the fake fans if that makes sense because there's, there's a lot of people online that will spam things with the meanest most like disgusting comments but then you go to their profile and it's like number one fan and i'm like i don't know about that one chief boss let's reevaluate one it smells like cap (laughs) it's kind of like and i know we this is definitely touching on the whole subject of like parasocial relationships i am not naive to the fact that these people do not know that I exist. And there is a very high chance that they will never know that I exist. I know that. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with this being a one-sided love story. I'm fine. We say with our eyes twitching, like, we're fine. (laughs) I'm fine. It's it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) We don't care. But, like, still, like, I'm protective in the way that the thing that attracted me most to anybody I'm a fan of is their art. So I want them to keep being in a positive space that makes them want to make more. There are so many artists that because of 
messed up fans or like stalkers or um, hate online, they'll make less art or totally stop making it. And that's not fair. Some of these people, they were put on this earth to make amazing music or make great movies, TV shows, whatever it might be. So I want to be at least one more fan that makes it a good experience and that one that makes them like hate them, their jobs. You know what I mean? I do agree. Like I very much like want these people to experience love and happiness, but like anybody who's a fake fan or like just being like a plain old, like little B word, like I fair like you can judge me and think I'm a crazy fan, but I will go to war for one direction and any K-pop group I like, like, is suit up like it's army time like i hate when people don't give credit when credit is due and when they're like hating on someone just for the sake of hate like don't do that like i will come with receipts and i will like slash your tires and like be that crazy fan to show you like you are wrong you are stupid (laughs) that's the thing though like for us especially being the age range that we're in we want so badly to share, again, just randomly saying one of them. We, we want to share our love for a certain K-pop artist with like anybody that'll literally listen. But it's so easy to feel insecure because a lot of people make fun of us for like loving it in general. Or they'll tell us we're, we love it too much. Like you're weird. Why do you care? Like, I tried so hard to get, like, my sister, my parents. My mom is into it with me. Not that she has a choice. I'm kind of like, sit here and listen to this with me. And don't move, because I will pause it and wait till you come back to play it again. Um, but, like, it's hard. Because kind of like what Angela said in the beginning, that was a really, really good comparison. Like, some people really love sports and they'll be like man I love the Chicago Bears so much I will go to every game I will watch every game that I can from home I'm gonna buy a hat a shirt a whatever I can an autographed football whatever that's kind of praised but if it's like a musician you're so weird and over the top and I'm like is it that different really no and then if I was to be like oh but the Bears never win like what the heck is your like love for they'd be like they would literally like actually fight you whereas like I say like yes I'm gonna like go to war for them but like I will actually like not fight anyone right um, I would in my head yeah I'm, I'm going to war like I'm like I will support my k-pop country <laughs> right that just made me that just gave me the ick like I'm just sitting here like ugh. I know But kind of with that same point, you're like immediately grouped together with the stalker fans that make things very weird. We are not the same. I genuinely support these people, watch, you know, any live stream they have. I'll watch every drop of a new song, a trailer. I'll watch the music videos and cry. I will stream it. I will do everything. I'm not around here trying to look up where this person lives. I'm not a psycho. Literally, not you saying live stream and me remembering that I literally sat on a one or a One Direction live stream for like 10 to 12 hours without moving or eating. Like, 
that is how much support I give. I just from you literally just triggered a memory that I forgot. Oh my god! So I want you guys to pretend that you are 2019, 2020 Dragana. Okay. Um, I was working at a marketing agency. Uh, from it was eight to five every day, and. I was really, really depressed, like extremely depressed and not feeling well. And I was really, really into BTS at the time. Like they were very much my escape. They had on YouTube a live stream concert because all of their like professionally recorded concerts, you had to pay to watch. Um, But they were streaming them for free on YouTube. They were streaming it Korea time. I literally would have work from eight to five, go home watch the concert which was on from 10 p.m our time to like 3 or 4 p.m i mean sorry a.m our time and then go to work at eight and i didn't care kind of like your story about going to the actual concert i didn't care was i miserable yeah was i tired as hell yeah but it was the best night of my life hell yeah it was so nice like any media, and I'm sure some of you listening could maybe relate to this. When you're not feeling your best, there's that one show. Maybe it's New Girl. Maybe it's The Office. It's that one go-to show that you can put on and just know you're going to laugh. That's kind of like what fandoms do for us. We know that we can go on to Instagram, go on to YouTube, watch the funniest YouTube video compilations of the dumbest moments of your favorite artist. And you're just for that, let's say 15 minutes, you're happy. And I think there are worse things to use to get happy. This is a pretty decent thing I think to do. I'd rather, you know, watch a 10 minute video and feel happy than I don't know, do crack. I don't know. <laughs> I was just about to say do drugs. <laughs> Not us, like, that just reminds me, like, literally, I would watch, like, for K-pop in specific, there's things called, like, V-Lives, and they're, like, live streams, but on this certain app, and, like, not an ounce of English was spoken during these V-Lives, and not translations either. Those would come, like, days, maybe a week later, but I would still sit there, and I'd be like, (laughs) yeah! literally same and this isn't even like constricted to english speaking and korean artists like there's serbian artists too that i would stand heavily but we don't really have that culture in serbia like to this extent where i can like go on stan instagram for you know (laughs) no literally and like the concerts for serbian singers like when they come to america it's like way different than like very big international like stars whereas like you go to hanging gardens and you can get a picture with like yala brett and like booba corelli if you're lucky like they'll take pictures like i literally threw my phone onto a stage and um fuck what was her name i can't remember the serbian singer's name she did a concert with Yala Breath and Bubba Corelli. Was it Maya Bejovic? 
Yes, Maya Berovich. She literally picked up my phone and blew a kiss. And I have that as a video on my phone. Wait, I never knew that. That's so cute. Yes. She almost stepped on my phone with her stiletto heels. <laughs> there, are, there are certain concerts, Serbian concerts, that I definitely fangirled at. Like Tanya Savage when I smelled like shit. That one, I definitely cried. And you know another one that I, like, me and Tashi went to a Sasha Matic concert together. And his songs are, in general, just, like, so emotional. We literally were in the back crying. I'm sure some people, you already know, those our people are so judgmental. They were like, VD, like, well, well, these sisters just crying. Like, what the heck? I was like, I, I feel the music. Leave me alone. Yeah, so stop judging people who like to love their artists. <laughs> Please. Ugh. Being a fan girl is so hard. <laughs> Honestly, like, it's like a full-time job. True. An unpaid internship. Stop. You just said that and I got traumatized because I'm about to do an unpaid internship. My bad, bestie. Redact. Redact. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We'll be listening to a lot of K-pop. True. Uh, we're going to be having a lot of fun this summer. Oh, also, so sorry to casually drop this. Angela and I saw each other last week. <laughs> <laughs> Should have led with that. Angela and I saw each other and hung out for a whole day and we didn't post anything about it. That's one thing I love about our friendship is that there's some friends that I'm with. I feel the need to like take photos, post things and like let people know I saw them. When I'm with you, I'm so in the moment. I don't even think at all about anything else. We just had such a nice time. No, literally. The only reason I posted was because Dragana and my boyfriend Quentin were the cutest little nuggets and surprised me. And I got to see both of them. Oh, yeah. Okay, you, you posted on Snapchat. I forgot. I did. Because I was excited and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, long story short, Angela and I already had plans to hang out. But, like, literally hang out for maybe, like, a handful of hours. And then her boyfriend called me and was like, hey, I have an idea. I was like, okay. And then we FaceTimed for like three hours. And man, <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, we hung out. I got to meet him for the first time in person. I've only seen him on FaceTime. So it was really nice to actually be together in person. We hung out all day. It was such a treat. Um, we made a Build-A-Bear together. <laughs> yeah, we have a child. His name is Rigatoni. <laughs> <laughs> not Rigatoni like you think. It's R-I-G-A. Uppercase T O N Y Riga Tony. Emphasis on the Tony. <laughs> we were very proud of ourselves for that one. <laughs> it was there's nothing like being a 20 something, go walking into Build a Bear, and that girl that worked there is just like, ugh. She was like, Aren't you guys adults? We're like, we're here to make the cheapest bear you got. Let's do it. <laughs> she even let us make a wish. <laughs> I legit made a wish. Did you? Yeah, me too. <laughs> it was so cute. It was very like you have to you have to suspend your disbelief sometimes to those things. And I genuinely felt like I was making a wish, and I was I felt like a kid again. It was so nice. I loved it. I know it was my first time in Build a Bear too, guys. Like, shout out Build a Bear. I'm sad that it was your first time because it, it was so good when we were kids. They had like a lot more stuff. Now it's like really different. That's okay. I 
had the, I guess, pleasure as being a little kid and getting an American Girl doll. So I feel like it's kind of the same experience sometimes. Except Build-A-Bears are like 20 bucks and American Girl dolls are like 100. <laughs> yes. That's a whole other episode. I had an American Girl doll experience too. Maybe <laughs> season two, question mark? <laughs> Let us know if you'd like to know about all our child adventures. <laughs> We're going to slowly start wrapping up. I know. We're sad too. Yeah. But, kinda, I'm kind of sad. Here's the thing, guys. There are a certain number of y'all, gals and pals, that are super supportive and listen every single month and let us know that you're listening every single month and it means the world. We definitely need time to enjoy life and get some more ideas for the pod because it's really easy to kind of get a bit burnt out when you feel like you're doing it for like two people. So if you're listening to this, if you made it this far, thank you. But also... Let us know what you actually want to hear because we love doing this. We also don't want to do this if you don't want it anymore. We want to be realistic. We want to be selfish and hope that you want it because we still want it. But dot, dot, dot. We, when we ask for your opinions and your feedback, we genuinely want to hear it. So knowing now that we're ending season one, earlier than we thought we would if you want a season two please help us get there like we want to do it but we need we, we, we need your opinions we need your help like we're a family here it's not just me and Angela exactly we need your pizzazz your inspirations your ideas like especially like in the school year is when we started it like it's very hard to think of topics when all on my brain is like this med can help lower your cholesterol this med helps your blood pressure like we need that pizzazz and that like obviously we talk a lot about very relatable things but we want to know we want to get on some weird topics you know some out of the box so please help us get there we love you guys and we appreciate everything you've done for us so far and what you continue or will continue to do so thank you so much for listening for eight whole episodes yeah I mean, we've probably said this a billion times. I'm going to say it for a billion and first time. I don't care. This began because Angela and I thought it would be so much fun and so cool. We expected everyone in the world to make fun of us and to call us like stupid and embarrassing. We were prepared for all of that. We have had so much fun. And I hope we can come back for like a good season two because... This is so fun. <laughs> and maybe who knows? Season two might bring like guest people. Guest people. Guest that- speakers. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know why I said guest people. It felt so weird. Um, but from a personal note, when we began, like our first episode was launched when I was starting to get like MRIs. And like going in, this whole podcast has seen me behind the scenes through like my diagnosis a bunch of shit like stuff that I hope none of you ever experienced or understand but knowing that I had 
recording to look forward to, posting on the Instagram to look forward to. It made life a lot better. So thank you very much for being an escape for me. Kind of like the fangirl stuff. I'm y'all's fangirl, low-key. Um, I- I'm a Gallon Pal stan. Um, I'm Gallon Pal biased. Um, I'm Gallon Pal number one. You're Gallon <laughs> Pal number two. <laughs> I mean... I very much agree. Like, the pod has seen me grow as a lady. Like, I've never... Like, Dragana, like, I don't know if she told you guys this, but Dragana used to be on the radio. So, Dragana's cool and hip, you know? And I was so scared starting this podcast. Like, even though it's not public speaking, like, I'm literally on FaceTime with Dragana on my computer. So, it's like we're talking to each other. Knowing that other people that I know are going to be listening automatically. Anxiety is like, what's up, girly? <laughs> so you guys have seen me grow as like a a speaker I guess but also like on my own mental health journey of like starting in- anti-anxiety meds and there's my cat <laughs> <laughs> sorry Luna's Luna's a part of the fan club now starting those and like you know getting on this mental health journey like it's been fun and everybody who's messaged me like Especially, I'm a shout out Antonia. Like, this was like an undergrad friend, and like, I haven't talked to her in years. And like, she would literally live text me when like our episodes, like, she was listening to them. And like, having people reach out and like do things like that, like, made it so much worth it, so much more worth it for like what we were doing. That's so true. And while we're shouting people out, I, I, we, we appreciate each and every one of you. And if we don't mention your name, it does not mean we that we love you. But there are like certain people that really have stood out the last few months that I would like to thank too, including Antonia. She was so sweet the whole time. Um, oh my god, yes. You- I don't mean that I don't love anybody else. <laughs> I don't want anyone to think that. <laughs> no. Huge shout out to Gabby for creating our new logo. It's fucking gorgeous. She did an amazing job. Um, and she just got engaged. Congrats, girl. Congrats, girly. <laughs> um, shout out to Landon for literally listening every month, but also posting and reposting every single month. No one has to repost, so thank you for being so supportive. Um, shout out to our friend Katya for always sending a group text with her favorite moments. She probably doesn't know it, but like it makes my day. I love getting those live reactions. Like, it really makes me feel excited about what we're, what we're doing. Um, who else? I feel like there's a bunch of, a bunch of people. I'm just no, thankful. I'm so thankful for our, uh, all of you guys. Same. Okay. I, we, we, need to, we need to go. Like, we, we don't want to, so we're dragging it on, but we need to go. We need oh, my God. To let go. No, don't go. <laughs> Stay. Choose me. Love me. Pick me. <laughs> Pick me, gals and pals. <laughs> we love you. Thank you for an awesome season one. We will be on Instagram. So if you have any topics you want for season two, or if you in general just want to chat, we're here to talk. We love you. And thank you. Thank you. Have a hot girl summer, besties. <laughs> Bye. Bye.